John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Stronger Die podcast. Today my guest is Stephen Kuntz, Rhino Strength. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I mean, it's a loaded question. Like, how are you doing? But, you know, I'll just give you the short answer. I'm doing the best that I can. There you go. That's a, that is an excellent answer. <clears throat> um, so this is your first time on the podcast. Uh, so I like to do a get-to-know-you kind of segment. Um, can you uh, tell our listeners um, <clears throat> about yourself and how you got into um, lifting heavy stuff? Well, I feel like I'm talking to a therapist, so I'll kind of go. You can tell me when to stop. Um, so I've been lifting for about 10 years, maybe maybe 11 or 12. And what it was is that uh, I was touring in a band all the time, and, uh, and I was going to college. And um, I lived this back in California, when I lived in California. Wait, hold on. Time out. Should I, like, get a better intro, or should I go right into it? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do something crazy. Like what? <laughs> now I put on I put on the spot, you know. <laughs> well, uh, so I'll just say this: My name's Stephen. I'm from California. I live in Chicago, Illinois. Right? Uh, you say Illinois to people in Illinois, and it gets them all riled up. So you kind of just, you know, you just want to like saber at a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but which is when I started working out all the time. Um, so I used to play in bands, and touring bands, and with the college and. Um, when I decided to move here, I was pretty poor and had nothing to do, so I just started lifting, and that's kind of how I started getting working out. And then uh, everything just kind of like started falling, falling apart at that point, you know. So very cool. So um, when you first started lifting, um, you know, were you just kind of like doing your own thing, or did you find some uh, program, or like what what were you kind of doing to start with? You know, I've never been a program follower. You know, it's like following rules. I hate rules and I hate programs. I don't hate them. I, I understand that, like, to get to the, the most meticulous numbers, you got to follow, you got to take it down to the perfect size. I understand and respect that. But, you know, I was always fascinated with bodybuilding. I thought it was very cathartic. Um, I thought it was very interesting how meticulous they were when it came to, um, you know, the, the the carving of their bodies, right? I mean, like the, like the aesthetic of everything. So when I first got to lifting, I started, I got that Arnold Schwarzenegger encyclopedia book, and I read that thing cover to cover. Um, it was and it was great. I, I actually remember reading it to the uh, to the end, and then just starting over again, reading it once again. And that's what I that's what I just did. I just started doing that basic Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding stuff. I didn't know what weight to start on, uh, but I just, you know, kind of like we do upper body, lower body, shoulders and arms. And I do it six times a week. And uh, again, like I said earlier, it kind of became a catharsis for me, you know, being able to put on headphones and be on myself and, it, you know, it, it mentally and just like lift weights was very, like, it became the best part of my day. And um, I, I, I became addicted. And I tried to bodybuild and stuff, but again, it was never to the point of like, competition i just really enjoyed the process so that's why that's how i started to get into that stuff <clears throat> very cool and then um and now you're doing um i don't know if there's any much in between you'd have to let me know but um now you're doing um a lot of uh kettlebell stuff seemingly um on your on your instagram page and that's that's rhino strength um for the listeners out there 
Um, how did you kind of go from bodybuilding to that? And, uh, and not, not that it's too much too, too different in reality, but how did you go from one to the other? You know, I do think it's different, but I do think that the baseline is what's really important, you know? Um, so the question was, how'd I get to it? Well, you know, um, so a little bit about my life because everyone's so interested. Uh, I, uh, you know, when I first moved here to Chicago, I had, I had no work. I couldn't find a job. I have degrees in history and philosophy. No one gives a shit about those kind of degrees, right? So um, I just walked into a GNC one day, and I said, hey, you guys hiring? And they asked if I had experience. I said, yeah, I have tons of experience. And I had zero experience. <laughs> and they gave me the key right there, and I, had, and I started working there. So that was like my next step into fitness. And then about a year later, a good friend of mine named Dennis Rittenhouse, he worked at Equinox. He said, you should come train for a living. And then he got me into personal training. So with that said, uh, that's kind of how I started, like, I don't want to say evolving, but just expanding my horizons when it came to lifting. So, uh, you know, I remember one day, my first, like, my first month on the job at Equinox, uh, Dennis came up to me, and Dennis is probably the original kettlebell guy in Chicago. I actually think he took, like, the first or second RKC in like 99 or 2000 whatever it was yeah with Pavel. oh that's and cool. uh he looked at me and he was like he was a nail bender he was a mason got a guy kettlebell guy and he looked at me and he's like you're gonna be really good at this stuff if you ever put your mind to it and he looked at the kettlebells and the, the maces and i kind of blew it off like oh what does that mean i like bodybuilding and um and so anyways like lo and behold i just slowly kind of like started integrating kettlebell stuff like bodybuilding right like tricep uh tricep extensions roller rows like all this cool stuff that like required a lot more course back. and then um funny enough what happened was i got uh i got fired from the gym because i'm a felon and it's you know is that the different story and i had to start training people uh independently and the best way to do that is to not have a bunch of equipment means and that's when I started getting really embedded into uh, kettlebell training and bodyweight training. And then with that said, you know, when you're training other people, uh, you, you kind of want to use, you kind of want to train them the same way you train yourself and outside of like their needs and functions and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I got into it. And I just kept, it kept involved from that. Very cool. So, um, of course, now you brought it up. Uh, we have to ask, what's what's the felon story? <laughs> All right. So it's not as cool as it seems. But, you know, I had this. Listen, I love to do bad shit. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, <laughs> like I tell people, I'm really good. You know, it's like my, it's just like it's just the one thing I can't shake. You know. So I had this manager, and I was actually one of the top trainers at Equinox at the time. I had this manager ask me to help him manipulate a birth certificate. A 13-year-old kid looks 16, so I so he could start training at the gym, knowing that I'm a you know that I like shitty things. Uh, he asked me, and of course I would headline like like hook line and sinker to do the, the activity. Uh, I did. <laughs> he got caught. I was a casualty in the HR department, and uh, yeah, it was fine. It's actually one of the best things that ever happened to me. So I made a mistake and. I fixed my moral compass in regards to that, and I try to try to fix fix the travesty, you know. <laughs> wow! So that that went clear to uh, the courts, huh? That that the whole situation. It was cool, though, you know, man. Not courts, but like I, I mean, they found the trial. 
church it up to make me look like I'm way cooler than I am. Essentially, just went right to the, to the corporate Nafi. Um, it was cool though, you know. Like I, a lot of my clients followed me, and it taught me how to be a better trainer. Because at that point, it was like you know, when you're working at a corporate gym, you're just kind of fed. And at that point, you got to start programming, and that's when I started learning how to program for my clients myself. Okay. When I say program, no, I contradict myself talking about program earlier. I, 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 it's more of a loose end program for hip hop. You know, I'm not training uh, specific athletes or bodybuilders or nothing like that, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. You're listening to Get Strong or Die. We'll be back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Mauser Strength Dynamics one-on-one online coaching. So if you are looking for a satisfaction guarantee and you want to win competitions or maybe you're constantly suffering from injuries and you don't know where to turn, or maybe you're just looking for some one-on-one support from a world-class strength coach, then Mauser Strength Dynamics is the coaching for you. So if you want more information, then find John at John the Viking Mauser on Facebook or at Mauser Strength on Instagram. Okay, so so that um, that brings me to a question. So most of your clients then, are they just kind of um, like, hey, I want to get stronger, uh, you know, I want to be a better human being, this and that, versus um, I want to be the greatest swimmer of all time or the greatest um, bodybuilder of all time? Yeah, so I, I've had those. I've had, like, I've had, like, you know, athletes – uh, but mainly my clients are just like, they just really enjoy lifting, working out, and moving better, feeling better. Um, I don't think I, I don't, I think I could help a couple, like I could, if a boxer or a fighter or a swimmer, if they came up to me and asked me if, to give them insight to help them, I think I could help them to an extent. But I mean, I didn't play sports growing up. You know, I skateboarded, and I played music. So to like try to find like sports specific training to like help somebody increase their sprint or increase their whatever i wouldn't be able to i don't think i'd be able to help at that point but with general population people you know which like i could help you move better feel better uh and get stronger and i and I, to me that's more satisfying right because not everybody's the not everybody's you know michael phelps right very cool. Now, uh, one of the things I've noticed <clears throat> with your um, kettlebell stuff, so you do a lot of the, um, you know, the, the regular uh, type kettlebell stuff that a lot of people are familiar with, but you also do um, like the kettlebell juggling and all that. And um, I, I don't think that's something you learn at like the RKCs and stuff. Uh, how did you, how did you come across that? And, um, and like, what's, what's your kind of plan with that sort of stuff? So it's funny, you know, um, Dennis Rittenhouse, about three years ago, because he always saw me work out at different gyms and stuff, and three years ago he said, you know, you should make an Instagram account for your workouts. I think it'd be really fun. And again, I just kind of blew him off and shit it off. And anyways, I, I, he, I was like, fuck, you know, everything Dennis, every advice Dennis has given me, it's like worked out for the best. So I made an Instagram. At that point, you know, like I'm just doing like, you know, bent over rows and you know all your basic stuff, swing, heavy swings, snatches, couple flips here and there. Again, those are just things I just kind of learned by myself because again, you get bored with this stuff, and so you want to kind of see it out. And then, uh, but you know, uh, what I started is that you start following these different workout accounts. I didn't even know it was a thing, and all I noticed was that everybody was doing deadlifts, squats, or bench press. And I know it's, it's, it's awesome to see massive amount of weights being moved, but it was fucking boring to me. 
and it just I just it, uh, I just I just didn't like it that much. So at this point, it was like I can tell you what really happened. Uh, at one point, I like, went on this bender, and I'm not really I don't really drink that much or go out and do much, but I just went crazy this weekend. And I, it's just one weekend, and the Sunday night I went to a gym by my house, and I was so hungover from everything that's that's uh, you shouldn't be put in your body. And I just, I just put that in the, I like just was very candid in my, um, very candid in my, uh, in my thing, you know? So in my, like my, what's that, like that, that post, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and at that point, like, like it was very therapeutic. But it started to get to, oh man, like this is actually really cathartic. Again, that's my favorite word of the hour, I guess. But this is really like. This is this is really making like it made me feel better, you know, and so at that point I was like, well, I wonder what else I can do, and that's when I started kind of experimenting, and I would just kind of throw like I would throw a bell, throw a barbell, get a mace, and I would just kind of like I started looking at it more as like, no, this isn't beneficial, it's more of just, like, and that's when things started to like kind of just like come natural, um, so yeah, and that's kind of, that's kind of the story. And things just kind of kept evolving. It's like, oh, if I could do one flip here, what if I could do two flips and a catch? File with the mace here, can I do, how heavy can I go? And then, like, again, that became like this, um, it's like, again, like this, like, avant-garde art piece. So. <clears throat> Very cool. <clears throat> now, you mentioned, um, like, squatting, benching, and deadlift. But So you had been doing that, um, obviously, up to a certain point. Um, and, and that stuff. Oh, I still, I still do. Okay, so you're still doing that periodically, because um, yeah, okay. the week. So I, I think we're probably pretty similar in that regard, because I get messages a lot, and people always say like, "Hey, are you? Why don't I ever see you squat or deadlift or whatever?" <clears throat> and I just don't post that stuff because everybody else is um, kind of posting that, and and you know, I don't, I'm probably we're probably pretty similar in the regard. Like I think I've seen enough squats. Um, you know, I don't even like, I don't search the hashtag squat and look at squat all day on Instagram. Um, I, I'm looking for uh, cool and exciting things. <clears throat> and, and that's what I want from my page. So I post the more, uh, I guess, the crazier stuff on my page. Um, I'm assuming that that's probably pretty similar to what you're doing as well. Yeah, I mean, I still have a, right now, like, my workouts are a little hybrid of like powerlifting, bodybuilding, and functional training. You know, I'm 35, right? Like, yeah. Or thirty-four and a half. It's not going to be. It's not going to be meticulous. I get bored that way. Right. And so, yeah, it's like, do I need to show myself doing, you know, two twenty-five benching, like like three sets of fifteen? No, oh, I'm I'm good. You know, like we don't like that's not. But at the same time, you know, like these tricks, they don't. The, they're not the basis of my workout either. Right. You know, like people ask all the time, like, do you ever use barbells or well, what do you do to do that? It's like, well. I do swings, get up, back squat, deadlift, bench it. Stuff is just uh, the. <clears throat> yeah, and um, are you doing a lot of the uh, the juggling and flipping? Is that something that that you do at the beginning of the workout or the end of the workout, or how do you kind of um, how do you kind of put that in? It's always at the end. So I'll like do my stuff, and then at the end I'll go home. It's like I wonder what I could like. It used to be I wonder what I can do today. And yeah. I'll just like just kind of like think about some different ideas. Um, if I if I get an idea from somebody, I'll um, I'll always give credit. 
I think that's what's kind of like that's the only thing that kind of hurts me a little bit is a lot of people don't ever give credit. Yeah. You know? So and, and again, nothing is original. Whether this happened, whether you saw it or not for the first time, I guarantee someone else has done it. Right. That's that's actually one of the cool things about it, you know. So it's almost validating that somebody else can do it, even if you didn't see him do it first. But uh, but I always kind of give credit, and, uh, yeah. But usually at the end. Very cool. And now, now you've not done any competitions. Is that is that what you said? I've never done a competition. I, man, that stuff is just. It's. Uh, I don't want to say I'm scared of it. It's just, just I. It's just not for me. You know, everybody competes is miserable. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm already a miserable person. Why would I want my workout? You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> you know, like, like, like shit already sucks. Uh, you know, like, unless you're getting first, which you're probably not going to get first. Like, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's also like a fake standard at this point, you know? So it's not what I, I don't live to try to be better than somebody. I live to make myself feel better, you know, to like, to get to like, to feel like, oh man, like that was a authentic release. Yeah, you know? very cool. So. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So tell us about this, uh, this band you were in. Well, I was in a lot of different bands. I played in uh, different punk bands and, and hardcore bands. I still do. Uh, I've been doing it since I was like thirteen. Um, couple, like a uh, couple of bands. Like I toured for about 10, 10, 11 years. I moved to Chicago to do it, and then kind of just got over it. And then now that I'm training full time, I don't really want to tra- uh, tour anymore. But you know, it's nice to. Um, I still practice every week, and I play shows sporadically. We still put out like tours. But again, it's just punk rock stuff. It's nothing, nothing too special. <clears throat> what uh, what instrument are you uh, are you playing? I play drums. I've sang in a couple of bands. I play guitar in a couple of bands, but drums are mainly what I do. Very cool. <clears throat> um, so, if somebody wanted to see you uh, playing music, when is your next um, gig, and uh, when, when can where can they see you? <laughs> it's, we usually only play in Chicago, okay. and uh, it's probably at. I think it's in January, and I think it's far. And I'm not trying to be elusive on purpose. I just don't know. You know, like <laughs> like I was in control of other bands for so long. It's nice having uh, absolutely no idea what's going on. You just kind of show up, play, and that's about it. You very know. Cool. Yeah, very cool. <clears throat> so, um, if somebody wanted to train uh, with you, um, you know, uh, get your tutelage, how do they get a hold of you? So it, uh, I get a lot of emails through Rhino Strength, which is nice. Um, it's actually a good platform to touch people. Uh, and email's also good, too. My email's on there, stevenmkuntz at gmail.com. You know, uh, just your basic stuff. I, I'm a I'm a 34-and-a-half-year-old millennial, so if you call me, I'm not going to answer. You know? So. <laughs> right. Um, so <clears throat> um, what kind of, uh, like, do you train people like remotely if somebody in like Kansas messages you and says, Hey, um, do you do that? Or do you strictly do, uh, in person or how does that work? That's a good question. I pretty much, I like in person, you know, um, I'm very, very fortunate to have a really big book of business. You know, I, uh, I work a lot. Um, again, I'm really, really lucky. I put a lot of time and effort to it as well. Um, but when it comes to online stuff, Unless I've met you before, I just I'm not good at that. I'm not good at keeping up with that. I've sold online programs, but even then, like you know, like if you got bad sleep the night before and you're in a bad mood and things don't feel right, like should you should that Tuesday program be, be implemented? 
I know West Side Barbell says you go do it no matter what. Like that's not what I. That's not the stuff I promote. You know? And I think it's great. I love West Side, but like that's that's not my training. That's not what I'm doing. Right. So I've uh, usually when it comes online, I usually push it to a couple other people. Um, you know, like it depends on where they are. Uh, if they want May stuff, like if they want May stuff, I tell them to go to my buddy Mike in Arkansas, or even you know our mutual friend Kevin. If they wanted, if they wanted kettlebell stuff, or uh, I got my buddy Joe in Ohio, Kentucky, Ohio, and then uh, Levi and I, and, you know they they appreciate the online business more than I would, you know. So <clears throat> yeah, um, so it's interesting you brought up Kevin. So um, <clears throat> Kevin actually um, got me to follow your Instagram page. Um, and, um, actually this is a long story, so bear with me here. Um, Kevin actually followed, uh, somebody that I know on Instagram and they messaged me and said, Hey, do you know this guy? Um, and I said, no, I don't know who he is. And they said, well, he's a friend West Virginia. So I started following him and and he looks gigantic on his Instagram page. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, well, this guy's some kind of giant swinging a mace. So I actually messaged him and said, I want to learn how to swing a mace. So he came up to um, the gym I'm at and uh, I met him. And it was really funny because I'm sitting on this, we have this couch outside and I'm sitting on this couch and and he walks up. I don't even look up because like this can't be him because he's so much smaller (laughs) And, and, and he, he's like John, and I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like Kevin, and I'm thinking like, there's no way. <laughs> but anyway, we're really good friends, and we train together and stuff. And uh, he got me to follow you, and then um, you ended up being at the Weck Method uh, seminar in um, California, which was really cool. And um, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, it's just it's just funny that how how you meet all these people just from. Um, lifting stuff you know and this like it's like you you meet all these people and all these people are connected and uh it's just it's pretty cool yeah it's been my favorite thing about instagram actually um you know like meeting you meeting chris meeting bud jeffries meeting levi joe you know levi and i levi and i talk almost every day and then we met each other for the first time at weck method and we were like shit we were like best friends right off the back like we've never missed a beat you know it's just it's cool to it's cool to see this stuff evolve like that, you know. And um, it's been I think that's probably my favorite thing about the Instagram uh, community is that especially this kind of stuff like it's not very competitive, and it's very like it's very much like it's very much like it's all like everyone dotes on each other, you know. Like, I, like talking about Chris, like I watch Chris Chris Chamberlain uh, Savage Protocol is his name. I watch him in amazement, and I just I'm so jealous the way he moves and. He's so smart, you know, and I just, I love that. love that, like, you could just see stuff and you try to be like that. I think it's awesome, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, Chris, um, who is uh, Savage Protocols on Instagram, um, and he works for David Weck, is, <laughs> he is, he's a freak. That dude is strong. <laughs> like, um, I think pound for pound in the world, he'd probably be one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. Like, I think it's exist. Like, He's probably top one percent strong person pound for pound. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, and I, th- I think I don't think he knows. <laughs> that's why. So that's why he's so beautiful. <laughs> like I, I don't think he has any idea. I, I messaged him uh, a while back and was talking to him about you know whatever, and we got into the subject. And um, I said you should do a strongman competition. I was like, come out to West Virginia, 
do a strongman competition. Um, we actually had a competition uh, back at the end of November that had um, a bent press in it, and um, <clears throat> and you know he's he's pretty good at the bent press. Uh, so I wanted to see him do that competition, and he's. Well, I don't know if I could be ready. And I'm like, dude, you're ready. Like, you you were ready a year ago. <laughs> like, just show up. And, just show up. And, train. You just go and do it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I don't know if I'm strong enough. Like, you know, like, what are these guys? And I'm like, dude, like, you're probably going to win. Just show up. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's, and that's, you know, like, like I think Chris and I kind of share that same philosophy right there. It's like, we're, we're never competing to lift the heaviest weight. We're always just kind of, it's that strong first mentality, right? We're always doing kind of like, um, always kind of doing like, stick to the same percent of our max and then kind of seeing how that works out, you know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's cool though. Um, I think, uh, I think um, that that's pretty similar to how I train as well. Um, although I compete, I compete all the time. So, so, but, uh, but people often message me and they're like, you know, you have a competition coming up and you haven't done any of the events yet. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't plan to, I'm just going to show up, you know, show up strong and do my best. And um, usually it works out for me. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to hear that. Um, so, you know, certain stuff, if I do like Moss wrestling, um, I think you have to get on the board a couple times. Um, but, I don't think it's as necessary as a lot of people. Like some people want to do the exact events and train those events for six straight months. And if it's powerlifting, sure, you know, you got a squat bench and deadlift, but I think strongman and stuff like that, like you can get away with um, just getting really strong and then familiarizing yourself with um, an event, you know, like twice, like two weeks out, you know, and then take a week off, go into the competition. You'll do great. Um, So, you know, uh, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Like, it's, it, I always even think, I just think it now, you know, my max was in squat, deadlift, and bench when I was, like, curious about it, and I did it up, uh, two or three years ago. I wasn't even, I was just doing once a week, you know. It, it was like pseudo-periodization, right? Like, I would, I would do, like, heavy bench one week, heavy squat one week, right? And, like, I would just kind of just do higher reps, bodybuilding, with a couple one-rep maxes. But when I hit my one-rep max all my three numbers, I wasn't really training them for power. For, for, you know, and um, and then you know, I felt like I I, I was like okay with what the result was. You know? So yeah, I think um, <clears throat> you know, I think with anything, consistency is uh, consistency is key, and that doesn't even always mean consistency with the same movement. You know, I mean, like yeah. you have like a conjugate and all this hybrid conjugate and all that and you're changing movements all the time and stuff and we we know that that kind of works too um as a whole i think i think that's body that's just body that's why it goes back to that that foundation yeah and i mean a lot of the top bodybuilders especially now um you know back in the day you would read like flex magazine and it would be like hey this is what dexter jackson does and 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 you were you were conned into believing that like he did that exact same workout week in and week out with the same rep ranges. And, but now with Instagram and all the social media and people doing blogging and stuff, and it's crazy how much a bodybuilder changes their workout from week to week. I mean, it's even more so than, than West side conjugate with powerlifting. I mean, they're completely changing almost everything, you know, other, other than the fact, Hey, it's like a tricep day, right? Like, Obviously, they're doing triceps, but the movements can change, and there's all these variables with 
high rep and low rep and drop sets and 21s and all this crazy stuff they can do. Um, I think at this point, people should realize that as long as you're in there doing something and that something has a decent amount of carryover and you're consistent about it, you'll see some progress. Yeah, and I think it's a good point, you know, and not to like shit on Strong First because I, I do like Strong First and RKC. I think those are great. Those are great companies. And, they, and again, a huge foundation of my lifting. But they get too simple sometimes. And I understand that like swings and get-ups are really important and you should do a lot of them. But I don't, I don't do, if I do just a lot of those, like, I, I, I feel like I left a lot on the table, you yeah. know? And, and, uh, I like to not leave a lot on the table. I like to do a lot of different things. And that goes back to conjugate and bodybuilding, you know? Like, these bodybuilders, man, they would work in all different kinds of motion just to hit the bicep. Like, how, how cool, how functional is that coming in? And the answer to me is like, it's extremely functional. You know, life is not linear. Life is very transverse and chaotic. So I, I that's, I, I love that kind of ideology and the, and the variations, you know? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot to learn from all the different uh, strength sports. Like you can, you can learn a lot from Olympic weightlifting and bodybuilding and powerlifting. And, <clears throat> and um, I think a lot of people forget that. I think, um, People have this mentality like, oh, I'm only going to do what these power lifters are doing or what these people are doing. And um, I, I think yeah. that's, a, that's a shame. You should be looking at everybody. You're listening to Get Strong or Die. We'll be back right after this. Introducing Get Strong AF one-on-one online coaching with Hannah the Destroyer. This coaching program is for the focused and dedicated woman who wants to get stronger and compete. You'll never be left in the dark from bi-weekly training calls to support via text and email. She has your back every step of the way. There's made-for-you training sessions, every exercise, every lift, every piece of equipment used has you and your goals in mind. And also, there's strong mindset training because we understand that strength and mindset go hand-in-hand. There will be weekly prompts, videos to up-level your mindset so when it comes to step on the competition floor, you are 100% ready. If you are interested in this, go ahead and email hannah at powerthroughmovement.net or look for more info at powerthroughmovement.net. What I was saying is, you know, you said something really profound. You said there's so much information from so many different programs. It's funny. Bodybuilders said that all the time, you know, like, uh, uh, and so did powerlifters. You know, I go to this gym. I've been a hardcore member for eight years. It's called B&W. They've had world-class powerlifters come out of it. I was talking to the owner. I've been close to the owner for a long time. He's a curmudgeon, old curmudgeon, mean guy, but he just likes me for some reason. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're chatting and he's like, you know, two world records have come out of this gym. One followed a strict five by five program. Another one just did bodybuilding, kind of just whatever he wanted to do. And then went and lifted heavy weights. The moral of the story is that everybody's different. No snowflake is alike. And I thought it always resonated with me. And one of the things about like the strong first RKC and also the powerlifting scene is that they try to fit square square uh pegs into to round holes and it's just not how it works you know um you know you look at some of these like professional athletes they they train a certain way to be a way you know and to try to like try to cookie cut yourself to be like the exact thing it's just it's so high it's so hyperbole you know so 
I like I, I agree with you. There's so much to learn and you gotta kinda see what works for you. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And um I think the only way to do that's through uh experimentation and if yeah. and it's fine to find it's even fine to find things that work and, and kind of keep those <clears throat> in your routine but uh you know for me i'm always like okay well this worked but what if something works better and i'm always looking for like something that can that can bring me even more progress on the things i that i have so you always got to fill that toolbox up and find bigger and better tools and and um you know and even things that i find that don't work very rarely do I uh, like completely throw those away. They just kind of go, um, you know, like maybe I'll bring this out again later and try it again later or try it in a different way or whatever, especially if somebody, um, you know, at the top level of something recommends it and I find that it doesn't work for me. I kind of keep it in the back of my mind and think, okay, well, I'll try this again later um, and, and maybe differently or, or you know, um, and, and that's actually worked out <clears throat> really well in a lot of cases. Yeah, I totally agree with you, you know. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll belabor the point. I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, so uh, have you been implementing um, any of uh, the, the David Weck stuff? Have you been keeping up with that, um, the, the Weck method stuff? I'm on and off. And it's, I don't not keep up with it because I don't like it. I just, it's so hard to... One of the problems with CERT sometimes is I get so over overwhelmed with the amount of quality information. It's hard to start adding in my stuff. Yeah. You know? And it's very much easier to go back to my other stuff. So I'm always trying to make it to try to keep up with it. I do the ropes, you know, but uh, it's it's hard, you know, and I I, I, I love the WEC method. I think the ideas are and I think like what Chris and those guys are doing are a lot of fun. It's like I like the variations. Um, so I haven't kept up with it. I do my best. I do think if you ask me for six months, I'll have much more uh, a better grasp of being a year removed from the situation of doing that stuff. But, yeah, does that make sense. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I agree. It's really hard to add because they're doing so much. It's not like. Hey, like we're doing one thing. Like they're doing so much, and then and he posts nine hundred times a day. It's uh, it's really hard to keep up uh, and, and implement all of that stuff. I'm, I'm probably in the same um, boat. I do the ropes, and um, uh, I, sometimes I do like the the priming on the Bosu ball and stuff. But uh, it, it's hard to implement it because there, there's like there's so much. Um, and it's fucking gold. Everything is gold. You know. Like it's it's like it's it's spectacular. Yeah, I will say this. Give my little twist on it. Uh, you know, we were already doing we were already doing a lot of that lower lat activation stuff. When it comes to bent presses, yeah. when it comes to Turkish, you know, when it comes to heavy presses, and um, it's nice. Like you know, that it's like they 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 taught me how to recognize that I'm already using it, and now it's just more so use it like when I am using. It, I can feel it more and get more out of it, you know? Um, <clears throat> should I bent press? I bent press three to four times a week. So, you know, like, that's probably, like, my most method thing I'm doing all the time, you know? So. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting you said that because, yeah, you, you do do that in the bent press and, and, and several other movements. Um, 
but I think I think they do such a great job of um, explaining the action of it. I remember um, we had we had some uh, Olympic weightlifting um, people at the gym, and, and they were doing like the USAW cert, and um, they had uh, they were talking about how when they do the jerk that you catch the weight on your lats and that you're you're holding the weight up with your lats and stuff and that was just like a passing comment and they would say it periodically like oh you're not holding the weight in your lats but they never really explained like what part of the lat or what they're talking about and um i kind of understood it just because i've been lifting for 20 years but yeah um the in them and and especially chris they do such a good job of explaining the exact action of it and um and and I think anybody that's been lifting or doing any sport for a while kind of um, is already doing it. They just, you know, you can go out there and learn from them and then really learn how to do it. Because uh, we were doing head over foot movement when I was training a lot of um, boxers and MMA fighters. I mean, anytime you're punching, your head's going to float over a foot. Or when you bob and weave or slip, your head's traveling from foot to foot. Um, but I think that they do such a good job of explaining that uh as an isolated action and it's it's pretty awesome yeah and i think like you know philosophically people knew about it but nobody took the time to take advantage of that and that's what i love about the method is that they said they said hold up let's pay more attention to this and they did found gold you know yeah so very cool well we're about out of time um i want to thank you very much for uh joining us today um uh, I'm if, honored. I've never been. I, it's been almost, I, I always used to be talked for about with music. Now I get to talk about. This. I feel like a like a superstar. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you had any advice um, for somebody just getting into uh, lifting heavy stuff, what would be the number one piece of advice? Swings, Turkish get-ups. Do those, and never ever, ever compare yourself to somebody else, and have fun with it. Um, you, how long do you have to do this stuff for? For the rest of your life, you know. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's you're never going to go away, and you're probably never going to be satisfied. But always, always, always do your swings and your get-ups and everything, and then everything will start to kind of come on top. So, <clears throat> very cool. Well, again, I want to thank you very much for joining us. We'll have you back on for sure. Um, oh, cool. <clears throat> And um, again, if anybody uh, wants to follow um, follow the man uh, Rhino Strength, um, and um, if you're in Chicago, uh, hit him up for training. Uh, he knows his stuff. Um, this has been John <laughs> John the Viking Mauser, uh, Stephen Kuntz. Get strong or die. episode is brought to you by Mauser Strength Dynamics one-on-one online coaching. So if you're looking for a satisfaction guarantee and you want to win competitions, or maybe you're constantly suffering from injuries and you don't know where to turn, or maybe you're just looking for some one-on-one support from a world-class strength coach, then Mauser Strength Dynamics is the coaching for you. So if you want more information, then find John at John the Viking Mauser on Facebook or at Mauser Strength on Instagram.